Hey, this is Stories We Can Tell, and I'm Jim McGinnis, and I am so glad you found me. Many years ago, a friend of mine gave me two cherished gifts, a book of Frost poetry and a John Prine record. Thanks, Ferg, wherever the twain shall meet. From there to Carl Sandburg and Hemingway to Jim Harrison, Jim Lepper, and old Jimmy Buffett, my gumbo of influences may help explain what you hear. Thanks goes out to all the links in the chain. Miles to go. Miles to go. Chautauqua, he repeated. She read from her phone various traveling shows and local assemblies of the late 19th century providing popular education and entertainment, modeled after the Chautauqua Institute of Southwestern New York. Are you pulling my leg, she asked. No, said the man. It's a narrative lecture, a conversation, if you will, always with pertinent digression. I first heard Shelby Steele use this term. The woman brushed the hair away from her forehead. You stand up there with a cup of coffee or tea and tell stories, he continued. She crossed her arms. Look, no one's absolutely sure how to measure this learning thing anyway. They think they know, but if they did, why do they keep changing their methods every other year? Good stories don't teach kids what to think, but how to think. I think I've heard you say that before, she said. Highly likely, he replied. The most positive, most optimistic thing I can do is give them as much as I have and let them think for themselves. So, so Chautauqua. He took a drink of his red stripe and started to look at the menu. She gazed at the boats in the marina. The Sikabods is definitely different than the other one. The man nodded. Yeah, and the food is much better. And a lot of cool characters in this bar. The waitress took their order and he waved to a familiar face. There used to be a bar over on US-1, overlooking the river. Dirty Nellies. Didn't stay open for too long for some reason. Man, that was a pretty cool Irish pub, long before Megs came along. Isn't there a Dirty Nellie's in Boston, she asked. Yeah, and in Gainesville. I recall sitting beside a gentleman there who had apparently been there on his stool a lot longer than I had. I was feeling rather down, and I guess I did a lousy job of hiding it. I've noticed that, she quipped. After a while, the man at the bar leaned over and put his hand on my shoulder and said with a smile, no one wants to know. Pardon, I said, with all the respect I could muster. The gentleman was well into his cup, as the Irish say, and his voice was rough and raspy. That's what the devil told the teacher in Nashville. I was at a loss. Oh, man, you haven't heard to beat the devil? On cue, he began to recite a poem Chris Christopherson wrote about Johnny Cash. The end is great. No, I ain't saying I beat the devil, but I drank his beer for nothing, then I stole his song.
Every time things get tough, he said. I think of that psalm because, as Christofferson says, I don't believe that no one wants to know. My brother-in-law taught me that song years before I ever taught a lesson, he said. He was the gentleman, the young woman asked. You've said more than you know, miss. Now there was a teacher, a pure teacher. He loved teaching, he loved learning. He was my mentor. Call him what you will, pioneer, trailblazer, hard-ass rogue. But he was more, he had more integrity in the crack of his will. Let's just say he had more integrity than anyone I've ever known. What did Hitchens say? You can't embrace the title of dissident unless you're willing to sacrifice. Well, he wore it with a clear conscience. He was labeled, ostracized, persecuted, you name it. He'd never give an inch. Principals would threaten to fire him, transfer him. He wouldn't change. Shit. One of them came in during the summer and removed his podium, insisting he adopt some cooperative teaching method. What did he do, she asked. Got his podium back, I'll tell you that. Tell me more, she said, crossing her arms. He said, one of these days I'm going to write a book about him. Maybe you are already. He was the first to listen to me, like I knew what I was talking about. I didn't, of course, but he listened. That's an important trait in a teacher. He raised his bottle to her. My brother-in-law taught me, taught for over 45 years. They tried to honor him, and he would have none of it. He held up his hand like this, had big old hands, smiled and said, no, thank you. Interesting man, she said. Yeah, he knows Shakespeare better than anyone in the English department. Really? Want to meet him? He's right over there. It was winter time in Nashville, down on Music City Road, and I was looking for a place to get out of the cold, to warm the frozen feeling that was eating at my soul, and keep the chilly wind off my guitar. My thirsty wanted whiskey, and my hungry needed beans, but it had been a month of payday since I heard that eagle scream. So with a stomach full of empty and a pocket full of dreams, I left my pride and stepped inside a bar. Actually, I guess you'd call it a tavern. Cigarette smoked at the ceiling, sawdust on the floor, found a shadow. I could see that there was just one old man sitting at the bar, and in the mirror, I could see him checking me and my guitar. He said, come up here, boy, and show us what you are. I said, I'm dry. He bought me a beer. He said, it's a tough life, ain't it? And I just looked at him. He said, you ain't making any money, are you? I said, you've been reading my mail. He said, let me see that guitar. I got something you ought to hear. Then he laid it on me. He said, if you waste your time of talking to the people who don't listen to the things that you are saying, who do you think's gonna hear? And if you should die explaining how the things that they complain about are things that could be changing, who do you think's gonna care? There are other lonely singers in a world turned deaf and blind 
who were crucified. <coughs> who were crucified for what they tried to show. And their voices have been scattered by the swirling winds of time because the truth remains that no one wants to know. Well, that old man was a stranger, but I'd heard his song before, back when failure had me locked out on the wrong side of the door. When no one stood behind me but my shadow on the floor and lonesome was more than a state of mind. See, the devil haunts a hungry man. And if you don't want to join him, you gotta beat him. Now I ain't saying I beat the devil, but I drank his beer for nothing. And then I stole his song. And you still can hear me singing to the people who don't listen to the things that I am saying, praying someone's gonna hear. And I guess I'll die explaining how the things that they complain about are things that could be changing, hoping someone's gonna care. I was born a lonely singer and I'm bound to die the same. But I've got to feed the hunger in my soul. And if I never have a nickel, I won't ever die ashamed because I don't believe that no one wants to know. Thank you, Chris Christopherson. Thank you, John Cash. And thank you, Jim Leopard.